Welcome to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we talk about all things adulting, our experiences, navigating adulthood, and what we learned along the way. We invite you to join our weekly conversations while we create our own blueprints on this amazing journey and hope some of the lessons we learned can help you. Here are my co-hosts, Nay and Sunny D. Hey everybody, it's your girl Sunny D here to brighten up your day. I'm a new business owner transitioning from corporate America. And frankly, I can't trust anybody that don't like tacos. Hey friends, I'm Nay. I'm so excited to share and grow with y'all. I'm a full-time wife, full-time mommy, and part-time employee. Nutella is my love language. This is your girl, Nakai, and I am your host on Where's My Blueprint Podcast. I am so excited to have you guys here, and I love brownies and seaweed. So let's get to the episode. Hey, welcome back to Where's My Blueprint Podcast. So happy to celebrate each and every one of you listeners. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We hope everyone is staying cool, drinking water, and minding their own business because it's too hot to be in anybody else's. But before we get started, a word from our sponsor. Divine Timing is an encouragement and edification company specializing in beautifully designed digital journals and planners to get and keep your life uplifted and in order. Go to fearforme.com to check out the online store. And for all WMB listeners, you can use the code WMB22 at checkout to save 22% on everything on the website. So go shopping and get your life. So y'all, y'all know we start every single episode with a quote. So today's quote is being a parent is learning about the strengths you didn't know you had and dealing with fears you didn't know existed. That's by Gecko and Fly. What is your thought about that quote? Yeah, I totally agree. Parenting is definitely um, a gift in disguise and it's up to you um, for what you well, to what you do with it. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What about you, Mia? Uh, I mean, I'm gonna, I, I can't have really much of a take on it since I'm the child, but I mean, they they've been doing their thing right I gotta say like I, I can't like I ain't gonna like I ain't gonna say but like I agree too I'm not 30 Miss Nay yes it's nice to hear back from our good old friends Gecko and Fly but in a, I totally agree with this whole but in addition to the dealing with fears you didn't know existed I like to also add dealing triggers you did not know existed because yeah these little kids be triggering and not even meaning to but they'll do something and then you're like oh you have a reaction that you were not expecting yourself to react as. So yes, that's my only caveat. Okay, thank you. I was going to say the same with all y'all. I agree. I do not have children yet, but I pray they don't trigger me like that. (laughs) We'll see. But for every episode, we do an either or. So today's either or, would y'all rather have $1 million every five years or all expense paid vacation of your choice every five years? I think I would do, wait, is it one million or five million every one million dollars every five years yeah because then you can like yeah i would do that because then you can save it up and then you can do like a vacation but like every single day you don't just get one vacation okay Y'all are dealing with two peas in the pot here. They overthink every process. They are mathematicians, so they have to calculate everything. (laughs) And the minute you said money, he was already on that one. And then she had to calculate it. And then me, I'm like, I heard the word vacation. That's all I heard. So I want the money. I want the money. I don't even want vacation. I just want the money. And of course, I I want the vacation. I feel like I'm a mix because of all of y'all. Because at first, I was thinking money, but and it's like, mm, they didn't say tech rate. So <laughs> having to pay taxes on that money, I'm like, no. But if you get the vacation, it's all expense paid. And 
again, it's of your choice. So I can have like the most epic vacation on somebody else's dime. And if I'm already living in a life where I'm comfortable, I don't need a million dollars because my day to day is comfortable. So yes, give me that vacation because it also doesn't say how long the vacation <laughs> I like that. The beautiful brain. Um, <laughs> mine went to <laughs> me a Friday and daddy, they was like the money of like, okay, well, what does this look like? If I get it every five years, what am I investing in? What can I do? What uh, houses am I buying? Like what properties is this going to give me back? Like that's where I went to. <laughs> But I could totally see how, like, if somebody else is paying for my vacation, no matter how long, I will do it up, like, legit Ritz-Carlton every night. Like, where are we staying? So, okay, okay. Well, thank y'all for participating in that. And so we are ending our parenting series with an exceptional and beautiful family and phenomenal young lady. And so I know y'all heard her and I know y'all heard them. So, Nay, are you ready to jump into this conversation today with me? In the words of the poet, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> well, I'm excited because ladies and gents, we have Miss Mia Friday, Mama Friday, and Daddy David on here today. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Woo, 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 woo. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm Mia Friday. You know, I'm the daughter and I just wrestled. And um, I'm 16. And I'm mom, Tanya, aka Mama Friday. And I'm dad. I'm David. I'm the wrestling dad. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. And so y'all heard those new voices and we're excited for y'all. And so we are going to get into this conversation today, right? Because we are here to have a beautiful conversation and to learn more about. So before we get started, I know Miss Mia Friday, you're still a teen. So I'm going to ask this question to Mama Friday and Daddy David of how would y'all describe adulting? Ooh, it's, it's funny because we also have um, a 19 year old. So I feel like every day we're having to explain what adulting looks like for him. And so this, this is always on the forefront for our family. Um, you know, he just moved out. And so we explained to him, you know, adulting is taking care of your responsibilities first and foremost. Um, you know, there's no, there's not mom and dad there to take care of your responsibilities for you. Now this is, this is on you. Um, you know, and we also explain, you know, there's, there's opportunities out there, but it's up to you to take advantage of that, whether you're going to swindle it away and do nothing with it um but the choice is yours and so we're real we're real big about giving them choices um and allowing them to try to figure out things on their own and i think that's what adulting is get out there you live you know you make some mistakes and you learn from those mistakes yeah yeah i mean um it's parenting i mean it's i can say it's easy but um it's, it's a good problem to have you know sometimes a lot of times you have to make that difficult decision of telling her no and a difficult decision of telling her yes you know kind of things that, that'd be difficult for us as parents um but we just we push through it, but we love doing it. I love that. I truly, both of your answers were, were exquisite and I really love it. So for both of y'all, what are two words you both would use to describe your personal journey into adulthood? So we're both um, military. Um, he's actually still active, but I would say our journey was um, one where we had to kind of be self-sufficient. You know, there was no college fund after high school. There was no one trying to say, oh, you should do this, do that. 
that. We had to figure that on, out on our own. And thankfully, the military was a, you know, a good starting point and a good foundation for us to kind of build from there. Um, no one paid for our college. We paid our own way through college. Um, we both have degrees. Um, and so I think, um, you know, a good example for the kids as well that you don't need, you don't need anybody's help. You can get out there and figure that out on your own. So I would say that word would be kind of um, self-sufficient. Yeah. Oh, so, man. As far as a, a single word or two, I, I can't even really think of any right now. I, I don't want to use the same word you did. Self-sufficient. But uh, I'm going to say something a little simpler. I, I'm going to say, um, I'll say, I don't know. I'll say difficult. It was kind of a hard road to get where we're at now, you know, especially growing up and then getting into adulthood. And there was a lot of, you know, like she was saying, a lot of, a lot of stuff we went through in order to get to the point where we're at now. There's a lot of ups, a lot of downs, you know, kind of thing. And just kind of coming from that bottom and working your way up. Okay. So it sounds like I love the word self-sufficient and I love the word difficult because I'm going to say I agree with both of those going into adulthood. Like no one prepared me for this at all. So <laughs> I totally get those words. And so did either of you have a blueprint growing up? Like, did you see your mom or dad say like, oh, this is what adulting is. This is how you write a check. This is how you pay bills. Uh, I, I sure did never have a blueprint. I mean, we I had a good supporting you know team like my dad and my grandmother and everything, you know, growing up. But as far as kind of the stuff that you mentioned, you know, it was, it was a little bit, you know, here and there kind of thing. So I mean, just kind of things we just picked up along the way. You know, something I tell my kids is that there's a lesson in everything, whether someone's doing something right or doing something wrong, you can learn from it. And so even though, you know, things may not have been the best in my household, you can learn from that and say, okay, I'm not going to live like that. I'm going to be financially stable. I'm going to budget better. I'm going to do this differently. So there's a lesson in everything. And I'm definitely thankful for my upbringing because it taught me a lot. It really did. I love that. Especially there's a lesson in everything that is power. That is a powerful lesson and Jim to take out, take away. So what is the one thing you both hope that Mia is learning that you each did not learn growing up? I think the value of education, um, that is one thing that really wasn't emphasized as much to us back then, but it's the the one thing we emphasize to, to her more than anything right now is getting that, getting that, you know, the higher education to, to help further yourself just in case, because you never know what could happen. Um, she wants to be a wrestler and we're all for that, but you just want to have some, some contingencies in place just in case. And you just never know. And I think for me, the one thing that I'm hoping that she learns is um, the importance of your values. Um, and even though after, you know, you're out on your own, that you don't allow situations or people stray you one way or the other, that you hold true to the, your values and things that you know are right and the things that you know are wrong. So I think that's important for me. And that goes also with education. You know the importance of education. So don't let someone try to tell you that, oh, you can go off and do this and you don't need a degree. You still need an education, whether you're going to use the degree or not. There's still knowledge and knowledge is something somebody can ever take away from. You. Yes. And we are less than 10 minutes in and I already hear Mama Friday, David, that y'all have tons of jewels that you've imparted on both of your children and everything. But let's hear it from the person who receiving, who's receiving all of that. Mia Friday, what would you say your parents' parenting styles are? I got to agree with, um, especially the education part that's emphasized like almost every day. So I think that's um, like, they're always about just like teaching me how to make the right decisions and making those right decisions independently. Like I'm not just doing them because they told me to, but like, I understand like why to do certain things and like why things are like this way and like how it's beneficial for me. So it sounds like they're very on hands on. They're very much hands on parent, like not just giving you the theoretical, but they're also giving you the real life application in education as well. Would you say that's accurate? Yes. Yay. So parents, 
parent. What have been your guiding principles and philosophies in giving her all of these gems and all of these jewels and propelling your parenting styles? Um, I know for me, I come from a very faith-filled family and I definitely want that to be a part of her of her lifestyle as well. And so um, it goes back to, you know, honoring your values. You know, it all, it all comes from having a relationship with God. And I think that if you have that foundation, you can be successful in anything. Um, and so we definitely try to instill that in her. Um, even when she's tired, I'm still trying to drag her to church. She's in church sleeping, you know, but she's there. <laughs> and I think, um, you know, when she gets older, my hope is that she still continues to fo- follow those values. Yeah, no. And as parents, you know, we, we realize we're not the only source of information that, that Mia has, you know, that's, that's getting to her, you know, especially outside of the house whenever we're not around. And so um, one of the things I'm, I'm always telling her all the time is just consider her source. You know, people that's kind of giving her some information, you know, whatever, like don't like, don't take financial advice from somebody who doesn't have any money, you know, kind of thing. And so it's little things like that. And just, you know, just consider the information you're taking in because we're not always going to be there all the time. And um, it's just the way whenever she blossoms into adulthood, you know, she's going to have to encounter a lot of, you know, different people. Okay, so I'm, I'm getting a theme here. Education seems like it's important to y'all. And you just said taking every lesson that you hear from everybody. So it's self-education and not only technical education, but real life education. Is that important to you all? And is that something that you hope to instill in Mia Friday? Just a myriad of different ways of education. I see you smile. I feel like you're going you're gonna to give me something. Because we laugh all the time. You know, you can find the smartest person in the world. They can have four PhDs and they just have no common sense. And so we always talk to Mia about just using common sense, you know, like her dad said, you know, validating the source that you're getting information from. Um, but we definitely value just common sense. And her dad, you know, when he's fussing at her about stuff, this was common sense, girl. You know, you, you knew to put gas in your car is common sense, you know? And so I think, you know, you have to have a good, we, we talk about it, you have to have a good mix. You can't, you got to have some education and you, you got to have some common sense because you can't have one without the other. You can't be successful. Um, and so Mia, I think she probably is more um, annoyed at us when we, when we um, you know, talk to her about the things that should be common sense because she's like, I got it, I got it, you know? Um, so I think she's most annoyed when we correct her own things that that should be common sense, I feel like. Because she's got the book smarts. It's the common sense, the real life practical things that we're trying to, you know, trying to instill. What do you think? I agree. Uh, I agree. She said it all for me. <laughs> <laughs> Mia, do not feel bad. You're a girl after my own heart. My track coach used to say I had all the book smarts in the world, but no common sense. He literally would say common sense ain't common. So it works out in the end. <laughs> I love that because especially when you said question your source, I'm a person that like I question everything and I'm also just an inquisitive person by nature. So like when you said that, like question your source. Oh, that is a gem, everybody. I hope y'all heard that and picked it up. Question, question, question. Don't believe people. And like he said, especially if they broke, don't be taking advice from people that ain't got no money. No. <laughs> Cause you ain't gonna have no money, but <laughs> so as parents, how do you create a balance of her being this beautiful teenager and going after her dreams? That's the difficult, the most difficult part. I would say that's that's the one that we we're still working on now to this day. We've been doing this for almost three years, or maybe right at three years. I think you know with training and everything and all the shows that she has, is we want to make sure that you know she's got time for her her schoolwork. You know her studies like during the school year, and so we we try to limit the number of like bookings she takes. You know out of town to go wrestle these other places or whatever um just because we don't want to interfere with her schoolwork and her studies and her getting rest and resting her body because she's young 
wonderful energy. I mean, she's she's superwoman right now, you know, but, you know, it, it, it'll catch up to her soon. So that's one thing we're trying to help her with. She doesn't like some of the stuff that we tell her, like, oh, no, I don't think you should do that, you know, kind of thing. And she's like, why? You know, I can do it right now, you know, but so it's something that we, we realized that she's not going to be able to realize right now, but we're trying to, to kind of guide her in that direction. She's trying to help balance the stuff is definitely the still the most difficult thing, in my opinion, right now. And Mia is a workaholic. She has a worth ethic of someone approaching retirement, trying to just reach that last goal. But she has an amazing worth ethic um, that I wish, you know, I even had at her age. And so even just trying to get her to take some time to be a team. I mean, her had it out one day because she didn't want to go to school dance. You know, like, hey, this is this is your, your, your high school years. We want you to enjoy this. She's like, well, if I go here, I can make this. I can be a part of this event. And I mean, she's amazing at her business. Um, and so if, sometimes it feels bad having to knock her down and say, hey, I need I need you to be a kid today. I need you to be a teen and embrace some of what you have right now and that other stuff, you know, it's going to come. Um, but I admire her worth ethic and um, her networking skills are amazing. Um, so I've enjoyed seeing that, but just want her to, you know, not miss anything, especially these prime time, this prime time of being a teen. Yeah, me is the kind of person that will go in and do a wrestling show and then immediately right after, 15 minutes later, go put on a, a drum performance with her band, like at a venue somewhere in front of another group of people, completely different. So she's she's a, she's got some some good worth ethic stuff going on that, that I think she takes from us, you know, <laughs> here and there. But I don't know, hers is kind of exceeding ours because she tends to do more than what we have done, you know, when we was her age. Well, Mia, let's drag you into this since everybody keeps talking about this worth ethic that you have and everything. What does a typical training day look like for you? Because, you know, we do our research over here and I saw in an interview that you said you train three or four days a week and your parents talk about this incredible worth ethic of go, go, go big have. So yes, what does training look like for you? Give our listeners a picture. Um, Well, training itself is about like a two to three hours, sometimes later, because I'll usually like stay after training, like whenever everybody else leaves, because I want to work on more stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, um, training itself is rigorous, but it's also like the other things that um, outside of training that go into um, being a wrestler, like um, going to the gym every day before and after training kind of stuff. And um, like preparing merch, talking about gear stuff, like organizing the calendar. Like there's so many like tiny things that um, a lot of like, like fans don't consider when they're like, when they're talking about wrestlers and um, you know, not many people um, at my school train the full um, four days a week, but like I couldn't picture myself doing anything else, you know? So knowing that your body is the most valuable asset that you have right now and how do you, how do you maintain this? Because you're training, you, your training reminds me of um, Kobe Bryant Mamba mentality, right? Like he is there before practice. He's there during practice. He's there after practice. Like he is putting it in, but he's also the best. So how do you maintain your body? Are you getting massage therapists? Do you have like chiropractors? Do you have nutritionists? What does that look like? I mean, really like nothing. I'll just stretch and then like, I'll just walk around with the pain. But like, it's not, it's not, it's not it's nothing too bad. It just, it just hurts a little bit. But I just do the, what I can, just like stretching and stuff like that. Nothing too much. Great. So in my head, and I'm a little bit older than you, you know, wink, wink, <laughs> probably double your age. But growing up, training for girls of color like me looked like the training for cheerleading, basketball, maybe, maybe even softball. So this question is for you guys, parents. What are some of the challenges you face in having a girl of color with interests and passions that are so different from what typical girls of color are into or am 
am I just old and this is what the girls are into now? No, it's different. There's majority of the time we go to events and we're the only people of color <laughs> there. But, um, you know, I've always raised my kids and my son's the same way. He will cross boundaries. It could be the thing less likely for an African-American child to do. And I, I, I'm raised them that way. You know, we don't see color. You go, whatever your passion is, you pursue it. There's even a point where my son, he asked me, he's like, Mama, what color am I? Maybe you're black. He was like, what? He, like, he, he didn't know. He didn't understand, you know? And, um, but we, we raise them that way. You don't see color. If you're into rock music, that's what you're into. If you're into wrestling, then that's your thing. Um, so I, I love that um, our family is so diverse. Um, but as far as challenges, um, I, I, I will say this about the wrestling community. They are so welcoming to all sorts of things. And they have welcomed us as the Friday family. They've been amazing to Tamia. They they treat her, you know, like they're, like she's family. And so um, it, it settles, it eases us as parents to know that she's in a, such a, a safe community where people really just want to take care of one another and just enjoy the sport. So I, I like having that community to support her yeah and um so I, I grew up being like one of only like three minorities in my whole you know town whatever area growing up so I, i'm aware of the stuff that existed you know and stuff that still does exist to this day some of the barriers you know that are in there um but like she was saying it, the community has been welcoming especially around here in texas and maybe it's because we're in houston and dallas most of the time whatever but some of these other places out in these real country areas in texas whatever that that we performed at that we, that we might think is kind of sketchy you know whatever but even then they were welcoming to whatever the afterwards they always want all the fans you know that we thought was kind of sketchy always want to come over and take pictures whatever and everything and buy merchandise and show support and everything and show love and everything because the one common ground is you know passion for wrestling you know whatever and you got passion for wrestling you're really not seeing a whole lot of you know color like that yes and lord knows nothing says support like spending your hard-earned money <laughs> <laughs> that is true <laughs> so how does it feel to watch your daughter pursue an interest that you introduced her to oh yeah i love it <laughs> you know, the, the great thing is, is that, oh, well, the, I'll say the great thing. The funny thing is that she was never athletic growing up. Like she did like a season of basketball or whatever and some gymnastics and all these things that she kind of lose her interest. And she wasn't the most athletic. She kind of stand there and like, oh, OK, I'm tired. I want to go sit down. So then when she was like, yeah, I want to go um, train wrestling, you know, and we we're like, yeah, OK, go ahead. You can do this little little fad, you know, little phase, something she wants to try out. Nah, she stuck with it. She started going hard. But, but I think it's because it's something she genuinely loves, you know, and me as a parent, you know, I like that a lot because I watched wrestling growing up with my dad all the time. And so, um, so then the one day whenever she was probably like eight or nine years old, um, I was, I think I was doing some, some online work, whatever. And I was, I had wrestling on, on TV. I happened to look over my couch. I just see her balled up in the corner, just kind of staring at a TV all quietly. I was like, Hey, are you okay there, buddy? She was like, what's going to happen next? You know? And then she kind of just stuck with it ever since then. And for me, I watched wrestling with my dad growing up and enjoyed it, but it's different when your child is in the ring getting punched and thrown from the ropes and so while he's enjoying it I'm like over here praying in the corner you know that she doesn't hurt herself but like he said it has been amazing to see her do the things that she does in the ring because like like he said before she was never athletic I put her in everything and she didn't want to do she would even she even got kicked out of cheerleading the church league cheerleading got kicked out <laughs> 
and to see her just blossom into this amazing wrestler. And if you ever listen to some of the commentary that the announcers do on her matches, they say she's well beyond her years, um, that, you know, she's the, she is the future. And it's electrifying to watch her in the ring. It, it really is. So Mama Friday, you sparked something that I've always wanted to know. Mia, how much of wrestling is real and how much is TV magic? And I mean, like injuries, the B, like give us a little inside baseball to use another phrase from another sport. Um, I think it's still 100% TV magic because like, because it's a show, right? People pay to come watch us. So everything that we do, it's keeping the fans in mind and like keeping like telling, keeping like the main goal of, of entertaining the crowd in mind and anytime that we're out there wrestling. And at the same time, it's still 100% real. Cause like I was said, talking about all the work that goes into just one night and then talking about all of like, like the, the pain that I have like from just um from just um like taking so many bumps over time just um I think it's like I think it's yeah 100% of each because you really do like feel everything yeah we've seen the bruises so <laughs> I'm a believer Ooh, shout out to y'all because just imagining me letting enthusiastically letting my little one do this and knowing the potential for harm and danger I would be under the bleachers like mommy can't be there cheering you on because mommy's rolled up in the corner with her hands over her head so kudos to y'all for just letting her fly because I know that parenting instinct probably kicked in a time or two where you were like I don't know I don't know so, so one thing Mia likes doing um, she likes uh, intergender wrestling she likes wrestling other guys and she trains with guys every day you know whenever she goes to training and do practice matches with, with bigger guys you know guys that are six feet and 220 pounds you know things like that but uh, and so Mama Friday always worries about her wrestling guys and getting hurt but there's some females out there they hit a lot harder and they're a whole lot you know they tend to be a little stiffer than um some of the guys do and she doesn't see it that way it's like oh it's a girl it's okay but nah but she's hitting like a whole lot harder than these guys are you know whatever kind of thing so yeah um so mia was actually the first female at her training facility for the to join um so she was there for months maybe even a year as the only female so she was there training with the guys expected to do the same thing that they were doing um and intergender wrestling has actually become her passion she wants to normalize it um and so I support her for that but uh at the same time it's nerve-wracking but you want to you want to support it you know um and if that's her passion that's that's her her that's what she how she wants to leave her mark on the world that she wants to make this normal and it should be you know why should why should men you know get all the glory when those females is you know just they deserve to be at that level as well and so I, I get it I understand it so, um and so I support it so it's difficult decisions to tell her yes you know mm-hmm. that we go through as parents so you said something that sparked my brain like hot like it lit up um, for multiple reasons I love because I saw that in research that Mia Friday is the first in there and I was like yes but um I am always always here for black people winning and having the confidence and knowing they are the best and how does it feel to be the youngest black female wrestler and the first female wrestler to graduate the Lions Pride well I mean it's an honor because I feel like when I when I wear that badge it's kind of saying like like I broke down this barrier I overcame the odds like I did something that hasn't been done before and I'm opening like a door for other new girls to come in they don't have to like start from 
scratch like what I did. So I, I love carrying that title around because it kind of symbolizes that like I'm like creating a way for many other like future women's wrestlers and like women's wrestlers of color to come. And it's really cool at the shows because the, the little girls, they get it. They know, they know this is different. They know um, that what she's doing is um, out of the ordinary and the little girls are lined up at the shows. It is so, it's like the sweetest thing ever. And they're like, want to hug her. They want autographs. And it just, it really makes me feel proud as a mother to know that she's inspiring other little girls. And I, you know, and I always remind her of that, you know, everything that you do, um, keep those little girls in mind because they're rooting for you. That I agree with you. So because this is pretty much a male dominated space, yes, we have the ladies coming in and kicking down doors and showing how bad they are. But David, as a father, can you tell us about some of the conversations you have with Mia in having an interest and passion in such a male dominated space? I would say, I don't know how many conversations there may have been, you know, about it, but it was, it's been addressed. I know where she kind of wants to go out and do what a lot of the guys want to do, whatever. And maybe it's because of the age difference more than anything. Like they want to go out after matches, whatever, and go out and, and you know, go out, whatever, go to drink, whatever, kind of thing or whatever. Or the guys want to go do certain things. Um, I would say gender wise, I, I can't remember many conversations, you know, I guess I'm trying to think of something off the top of my head, but it's just more along the lines of, you know, as far as her being the only female, the, the bookings we go to shows we go to there tends to be like you know seven or eight matches but only one of them being like a female like a women's wrestling um and so i keep telling her it's kind of an honor for her to be selected as like one of the two females you know that's, that may be competing as a, at an organization or whatever and being chosen over many others that could have been you know available um at the same time it, it can present opportunities so whenever she started training you know three years ago it was probably the best time ever to to start training as a women's wrestler because women's wrestling was you know was on on an upward trend um it was being more in demand on TV and everything, especially with the way WWE, you know, with Sasha Banks and everybody was coming up, whatever. And people were, were seeing, you know, they want to they want to see more women's wrestling kind of thing. And so, but they don't want to see like just some, like a pretty face in there just, you know, just skipping around the ring, prancing around. They want to see some actual wrestling, you know, some actual character work. And that's what, that's what she's giving them, um, you know, and I guess it's all, I probably didn't answer the question, you know, all the way <laughs> right, but you know, the yeah, high five for me. Yeah. <laughs> I would add that, um, you know, like I said, the wrestling community has been real receptive of her but not only that they they know where she started and where she's at now and they look to her for advice um her social media is amazing and they all want to ask her and she's even taught classes at her at her training facility about how to leverage your, your social media um and she even teaches like the new the new guys that come in teach them training um and so i think they 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 understand um her worth ethic and her value and they they look to her for advice so um they don't even look at her as just you know the female anymore of the of the den they look at her as like oh she's she's the next big star out of here we need to pay attention to her and, and do what she's doing so i think that speaks, speaks to your worth ethic yeah, yeah. And, and, there, and there tends to be some you know there's a there's a few promotions she wrestles at whatever that may not recognize like a women's champion you know like some may have like women's titles and whatnot but they still want her to, to compete whatever even though she doesn't really have a defined goal to, to go towards most times whatever but her, her current ones kind of they're now integrating intergender wrestling more because everyone doesn't believe in intergender wrestling um a lot of traditionalists you know they, they like traditional guys versus guys you know it should just be you know the big strong guy you know that's over here you know dominating and winning the titles you know for them whatever so she's trying to break those barriers down and a lot of those traditional companies yeah they they may do that but she's just gonna keep on working hard so i have two questions first i'm gonna ask my first one so 
I don't get confused. And then I'll ask the second one. As parents, how do you expose Mia to the ugliestness of the world? I know you've mentioned people who don't believe in intergender wrestling about how sometimes the guys want to go drinking and everything. So the ugliness of the business while still protecting her from it. She's 16. She's still a minor, but it sounds like she's having to make some, I'm not going to say adult choices, but choices that you kind of make without your parents being around. So how do you all juggle between the two? It's having a lot of trust in her. I mean, she's she's developed our trust. I mean, she makes she makes good decisions. We know she's not into some of those bad things. Like she ain't going out and, you know, doing drugs and drinking or nothing like that, you know, and doing, you know, all those things that, that I used to do probably when I was 16, you know, um, she tends to make better decisions, you know, about it. We trust her more. And, and going back to those difficult decisions of telling her yes, she may be like, hey, can I go out? The guys want to go um, go get some wings or whatever after the show. And I got to be like, uh, all right, be back at midnight, you know, kind of thing, whatever. And so I don't want to tell her no all the time because then she's just going to, you know, all that, you're going to keep on caging the tiger, you know, kind of thing, whatever. Then eventually she's going to come out and make it to that point where she may exclude us from information. We want her to be able to trust us as well, too, and, you know, and vice versa. So it's difficult, but, you know, it's something we got to do. Mia, we haven't forgotten about you during this whole interview, girl. Since you are the star, tell us a little bit about this star power. What is your character? How did you come up with it? Like, tell us about Mia Friday, the persona. Are you going to be mad at me? No. She gets mad at me for my answer because everybody always asks, how'd you come up with Mia Friday? And I'm like, I don't know. I just thought of it. So (laughs) there's not a good story for it. Yeah, I just thought, what's marketable? What can I put on a t-shirt? What can I make a catchphrase out of? And so I made Mia Friday because everybody loves Friday. You know, it's like TGIF, the best day of the week. And um, just Mia Friday is just like me, but turned up to 10 to 100, kind of. So I'm just this bubbly um, young girl who just wants to come out and just live her dream and at the same time inspire other young girls to chase their dreams early. And um, I mean, um, just the the main thing that like um, differentiates me from the rest of the other girls is just you can see my passion within like everything that I do. Like there's never like, like legit like with everything that I do, like any time with every foot, with every step I take and anytime I hit the ropes, like every single moment that I'm in front of that crowd, I want to put passion into it. And I want to like, I want to convey that to the audience. And this is what I love. Can I add something? So it's so funny. We we tease her and tell her she's like the Hannah Montana because she does all these amazing things on the weekends. But when she goes to school, half of her, none of the people at school knew she did any of this until um, her school featured her. Or no, she was in a, the newspaper, the local newspaper for want to do a volunteer event where she spoke in front of um, a, a elementary school. So then she kind of got, she kind of got exposed, but she she goes to school. She's an amazing student. She's at the top of her class and they just think she's just some nerdy girl that comes to school. And then she said one day, um, yeah, so-and-so said they, so-and-so said in class, hey, yeah, Mia was wrestling this weekend. They're like, this girl, like her? I said, what did you say, Mia? She said, I didn't say anything. I just kept doing my work. <laughs> So she, she's this yeah. undercover person at school. And then outside, she's this amazing sitar. Yeah, they don't even call her Mia at school. They call her Tamia. You know, <laughs> they, they call her by her, her, her actual name, you know, kind of thing, whatever. And so it, she did kind of have that, you know, that double life that she was living for a while. But until it was, really, it was the teachers that started exposing it, wasn't it? Because it was a teacher, I think, that showed up to a show. was like, oh, hey, our student over here was performing, you know. And she's like, you know, he's like, he's like, oh, my God, you know, kind of thing. So, you know, whatever, how that goes, you know. But, um, you know, she kept it a secret for a while. 
stop this. You know, it's good now. But it speaks to her humbleness. She's a very humble person. Um, she's, she doesn't brag about her success and, and I respect her for doing that. She just goes to school once, you know, to get her education and then live this, this life where she's being passionate about wrestling outside of school. So I love that. And I want to know more. Mia <laughs> Friday, you are not off the hook, girl. I've seen some of the videos. I see all the pink. I see all the purple. I see all the flash, the sparkle, the iridescent. How did you pick this this style for your persona? Because it seems so different from whatever you are Monday through Friday. I know you said that you turned 10 paces up, but tell us a little bit more about how you came up with it. Let us hear about the creativity behind Mia Friday. But the, there is no creativity. That's what my mom be mad at me because <laughs> like, I just kind of wing it. it. It's really, yeah, it's just, um, I guess um, the, the color is like the whole, like the way, whenever you see Mia Friday, I want it to be bright because that's how I feel like every time that I get to wrestle, I feel like happy. I feel like really energetic. So I kind of wanted to just like the whole idea of Mia Friday is like, I am really happy to be here. That's really all that it is. Like a really just simple, like happy to be here kind of girl. <laughs> I love that because like you said, when you see you and like the videos I've seen, it's bright. It's like, I'm here. I'm glitter. I'm here. You cannot miss me. I'm here. And I love, love, love that. So in a past interview, you said, I just prove it in the ring. There is no need for me to start drama or get mad because when I'm in the ring, it's a whole different story. My question for you is how did you develop this grit and no excuses mindset for you? Um, my parents, I can't really, um, like, I just have to, I think that's all my parents right there. Like when she was talking about the work ethic and everything, I mean, I've seen my parents like do things like my parents like taught me that I can do like literally anything that I want to do as long as I just put my mind to it. So just, um, just the whole mindset, like anything that like I do in wrestling is because of the mindset that I get from my parents. So I have a follow-up question for the parents. How did you create or parent to that style of like, you can do anything you want to do? I say that because I think of like Kanye West mom and how she she put those seeds in there too of like, hey, you can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. So how are y'all specifically telling her that too or teaching her that? She may have growing up, she had questions like, oh, can I do this? I'm like, yeah, you, you can do it. You know, you can put in the effort, put in the time, the effort, you know, the work and don't neglect your responsibilities, which back then may have been something along the lines of feeding the dog every morning, you know, or something like that. And nowadays, as long as you take care of your schoolwork, which is like the main priority, yeah, go for it. You want to play the drums? You want to you want to form a band, you know, perform in front of different audiences? Yeah, go for it. You know, get do everything that you want to do, whatever. She's the difference between her and I, you know, is that, um, you know, whenever I was her age, I guess, is that she's actually bold enough to go out and follow her dreams, you know, and do what she wants. Whereas, you know, back then, I probably didn't see it as a realistic, you know, thing happening, but we just tell her all the time we're here to support her, you know, go for it. That's what you want to do, do it. And let me tell you, your girl is a networker. She will go up somewhere and will be out there networking, like, hey, can I come train at your school? Okay, well, I'm going to go at this school on this week. Oh, wait, we, we're going to record in the studio. We're going we're gonna to do this. I mean, she will network, have connections here and there. Uh, for example, her um, band put on an entire musical festival um, last week for all of the local um, high school bands here. They organized this themselves. I mean, it was, and we're thinking, okay, we're going to pull up and be a few kids there. No, there were a lot of kids there. And it just, it, you know, she's she's amazing at what she does as far as her networking. But I would also include David. I feel like um, the way we foster that with Mia is that how we live. You know, we, we tell her we're not supposed to be where we're at right now. If you look at where we came from um, and what we've been able to achieve and been, been blessed with, um, you can do the same. It's, it's hard work, it's dedication. Um, and we talk about that all the time about how blessed 
because we are, um, and, and that you don't have to be a product of your environment and you can move so much for, further than that and, and be what you aspire to be. Yes, I would agree. Also, um, it's, oh, it's, it's especially, this especially comes from um, my mom because growing up, it's almost like every day I got to see her like have, like visualize this goal, right? And then she just like achieves the goal. Like, I don't, like she's always like, she's always done everything that she set her mind to. And it's just so um, inspiring to see like someone so creative and someone so dedicated. And that always like inspired me to do something big. It, it always got like, like my creative juices flowing, just seeing everything that she could come up with and everything that, that um, she produced. So indelicate segue <laughs> into my next question. You all talk about creativity, talk about Nia's um, just go get a hustler mentality. So I'm going to pose this question for all three of you, but Nia, Friday, I want you to answer first. How did y'all get into entrepreneurship? How did y'all get into the business? Like, what do you mean? Well, just the whole idea of wrestling. So y'all talked about selling shirts, talked about your whole persona. You talked about developing a festival. Like all of that is entrepreneurship. How did you get into all of that? Because I know me growing up as a teen, I would be scared out of my wit to even do one thing, let alone the 50 you just made. So how did you get into it? I mean, um, I guess just entrepreneurship means being independent, you know, and I always wanted to um, go my own way with everything. I, if that's, can, can I say that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I wanted to, um, I don't like, I don't really want to um, have like a, a normal, like high school teenage job. I kind of want to work for myself, you know, and I, I can't really like, it's hard to like envision myself like working and not enjoying what I do, you know? So like everything that I do, cause I, cause I get paid from wrestling and I get paid from merch and I get paid from band shows. Right. So like anything that I do, I don't want to just work for something that's not my passion, you know? So I always want to do things that that's in my heart. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, she just hands me a big ball of cash with a couple hundred in there. It was like, here, deposit this, you know? <laughs> so I was like, where you get all this cash from? You know, it's just from her, uh, her whole thing in general. But yeah, it is a whole, it is a whole business, a whole entrepreneurship. She's the way she's marketing herself, you know, social media presence um, and things like that and getting her name out there and reaching out all these different places, whatever. And, um, you know, traveling, we wrestled out of state, Arkansas, whatever, had like lodging put up for us and everything. Um, and, what, and what she was referring to earlier with, with her mom is that because her mom, Mama Friday, uh, she opened a business, you know, a couple years ago, you know, whatever kind of thing. And so that's something she had talked about for years. And then she finally did it, whatever. And then, you know, me was happy to be a part of that too, as far as helping, you know, planning out like color schemes, you know, and layouts and things like that, whatever. And so I think Mia just saw what, what Mama was doing and whatever. And was just like, oh yeah, you work for yourself. This is the this is the life, you know, kind of thing. So it was funny one day I, I told Mia before she started doing shows, I'm yeah, gonna be 16 and get, you can get a job and get you go make some money. And she said, and she was like, Well, how much do they pay? Like normally a high school student they pay minimum wage, you know, and she starts doing the math in her head. She says, I can make that on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> And so, you know, um, seeing her have that, that, the intellect to see, to know to calculate it and to outweigh the options and figure out what's best for her. Um, I respect that. And I was like, you know what? You're probably right. Let me do the math. Let me see. And so she's, she's held true to that. Um, she's, she's definitely about her business. Um, and I think when you asked her the question initially, she didn't even, she doesn't even realize that she's an entrepreneur, that she's built this brand. Um, it was so funny at one of her shows, the two little girls showed up dressed exactly like her from head
head to toe. They had the same exact gear. And so we call them the mini Fridays. I'm like, this is your market. This is your business. This is your, 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 your space, which you created. And so um, I don't think she realizes how much of an impact that her business is um, and how she's reached so many different people. So she's an undercover entrepreneur. (laughs) I want to loop back to something Mia said about visualization. So Mama Friday, can you talk to us about visualization? What does that look like? How did you learn this and how you taught Mia? I think for me, the word visualization turns into, translates to the word faith. Um, You know, faith, you know, that whatever you you wish for, that you want, that you can see it to pass. Um, And so um, I've watched Mia even do things like pencil out uh, some new gear on a a pen pad. I'm like, oh, what what is this? What are you making? And she's like, oh, I'm just doodling. And then to see her wearing that a month or so later, you know, it just, it's, it's amazing to see to see what her mind can can create um or even just um watching her band we don't talk about her band a lot but her band is super amazing and so there was one point where i tried to offer them you know studio time like hey i'll help you guys i'll help you get in the studio i know we've got this um we're gonna we're gonna write out we've got a plan of how we're gonna make it happen and i watched these three teens record music in my pantry my kitchen pantry and now that music is on everywhere to be downloaded on, you know, wherever you can download music. Um, and so I think it's, it's all her. I don't think I've, I've helped her do any of that. It's something that she's been gifted with, that she has that ability to create things in her mind and just see it to pass and work hard to achieve those goals. I, I think that's all. I don't think so, but like, I respect her. <laughs> Where does it come from then? It comes from you. Like, so my mom did HR. So she does like a lot of like party planning, right? She came up with like literally Literally the coolest parties ever. I remember this. I was real little and I remember a bunch of them because I wanted to be there. I was mad I couldn't be there because I got to help out with like the planning and everything. And they were so unique and they were the coolest parties ever. And then she has, she had multiple businesses and I got to um, be a part of, um, be a part of them and help out with like little small things. And like, that was so cool to me that she can just like have a vision. And then she's like, okay, I'm gonna just do it. And then she just does it. Right. So that's where, that's where that comes from. In my opinion. I believe in a dream. Um, go live. Um, if not, you're going to be helping someone else build their dreams. So I appreciate that. I just want to say I love that one because everything that you're planting in her, she may she may not have realized she's an entrepreneur, but those seeds are because she sees y'all, both of y'all, right? She sees y'all doing the work. She sees y'all planning these events. But also the thing that I love is that she's watching. So we were talking about in the previous episode of how for kids, their parents are their best TV show because they watch everything. They are They see things that you wouldn't even think they see. But like she's watching, she's been involved. But Mia Friday has also got all, has all those knowledge in her brain. So now that she has her own brand, because she is her brand, she's like, oh, I got this, I got this, I got this. I know what I'm doing. I got it. I've seen it. So I just want to say kudos to both of y'all because that that's beautiful. I mean, I know you and Parents Friday. <laughs> you all talked about how Mia was kind of an undercover wrestler that a lot of her friends and a lot of people at well, a lot of people at school didn't know that she does this on the weekend. But Mia, my question to you is. Are your friends supportive of your passions, like your wrestling, your rock band? Are they supportive of it? Do they, well, first of all, do they know about it? <laughs> 
And if they know about it, are they supportive? Yeah, I think I think a good amount of people know. And they're very supportive, which always surprises me. Because growing up, I, I was kind of like exclude. I was bullied for liking wrestling because it, it was really nerdy. I mean, to be honest, I kind of deserved to get bullied because I was really nerdy about it. Like, I was extremely nerdy about it. I, I would come to school every day in the wrestling shirts, talk about wrestling, get mad at people who didn't want to talk about wrestling with me. But like now that I actually like am a wrestler, people think it's like extremely cool. So that's why I was always scared to like tell anyone. But like they they they're really cool about it. They like it. They love it. Funny, I was thinking about a time where um, her and her friend, they were in elementary, they were going to go to um, a Halloween party or something. Um, and Mia encouraged the other little girl to dress up as a wrestler with her. And so they went dressed as wrestlers together. And I'm like, oh. and, and then there was a birthday party we had. It was a wrestling themed birthday party. And I knew these other little girls, they didn't know what was going on, but they were there because they wanted to be a part of Mia's party. And Mia had them all. We put up an air mattress and made a, a fake ring. And so they're all in there trying to do wrestling moves. Yeah, I mean, these blue one, girls. Yeah, one girl broke her tooth. Yeah. And she fell off the ring. <laughs> So it's, it's, it's super funny just to look back, you know, on how and how her passion for wrestling has just grown and her how she touched her friends itself. Kind of funny now. Not gonna lie, that sounds really cool. And if I was your age, I would have enjoyed going to the wrestling birthday party and being a wrestler. You would have had somebody that had your back when the other kids would leave because that sounds like a ball. <laughs> I love it. I just would love to be a fly on the wall to hear that conversation to that parent of like, oh, so by the way, your child shipped her too. <laughs> <laughs> wrestling but I did want to follow back it's like no 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 one deserves to be bullied no 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 we I, I don't I believe that no matter what your passion is you still this your passion that's valid no one deserves to be bullied so I'm gonna say that on that so with both of your parents what are three concepts your parents have taught you that you will take into adulthood wait no hold on let me start okay <laughs> so dedication dedication and then I'm, I'm no, I, got, I got three really good ones I'm gonna think I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my effort into these okay these are I know dedication also i want to say what's it called when you're like you're being wise oh intelligence okay uh, de- uh body determination right determination intelligence and then perseverance <laughs> yeah those are really good ones tell me about okay so about- okay determination because um my parents uh, worked really hard to get to where they are today and like it obviously like wouldn't be possible without like um staying determined even when things there's gonna be a lot of ups and downs and things get super hard and intelligence because they teach me every day how to make the right decisions and um how to do the right things and then perseverance because because this kind of goes with determination but like they've um they've gone through a lot but they still persevere and that's why they're so successful because they just never gave up and they always um they just went after what they wanted well Mia you sound like you know adulthood is not for the faint of heart and it's not gonna be a walk in the roses eating chocolate cake and drinking like milkshakes so what are you looking forward to in adulthood and what do you foresee are some challenges that you might face honestly I don't think about adulting much other than like the wrestling part like I just all that I know about adulting is I'm going to be wrestling in adulthood that's all that I really know so I don't really like think too much about it to be honest I never think about like the other aspects about it but I just I know it's not going to be easy I know that for a fact but I know like what I don't want to do in adulting from what my parents have taught me I know like yeah I know I may not know everything but I know like what not to do about adults and that's from my parents tell us more on that what should we not do so I can take some gems in my adulting ishness so you shouldn't do drugs you shouldn't do alcohol you should
should pay your rent. You should get a job. You should get an education. And um, you should you should marry someone who isn't toxic. And you should you, <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Those are my well, listeners, Miss Mia Friday has the starter kit on adulthood for y'all. Y'all follow her list. You know, no toxic partner, pay your rent, <laughs> do all those things. Her, her big brother's moving into his apartment. And so that's like what I've been saying. He moves it on the first. So I've been preaching, pay your rent, pay your rent. <laughs> no, I love that because it's true. It is true. First thing first. Well, for me, it's like first thing first, pay myself, pay God, pay everything else. But if you don't pay that rent, man, you really going to be knocking back on parents door hey can I come back so yes but I love them especially when you say girl do not get in a toxic relationship (laughs) (laughs) that was a gem that was an amazing gem as a family who has another child extracurriculars and just life and real job how do you balance all of these schedules and how do you maintain all of these schedules (laughs) apple calendars yeah apple calendars so every time Mia has an event coming up put it on our calendars now we both know about it. Um, about once a week, especially during the summertime, she wants to go train somewhere else, like like Mama had mentioned earlier. But um, a lot of these places are like two hours away, and so uh, she gives me ample notice I can leave work a little early. Then I'll go come home and pick her up, and then we go and take that road trip out there. Let her go train for two or three hours, and then drive back and get back around midnight, you know, kind of thing. I, I'm a night owl anyway, you know. I don't go to sleep till like never, you know, kind of thing. And so I, I'm going to take her wherever she wants to go. Yeah, we, we're really big on schedules and making sure things are are organized um and and it'll help you in adulthood you know we tell her that all the time it's important that you don't miss deadlines you have a calendar that you keep track of i teased her one day we were in the car and she was like oh i have a i got a book for a birthday party on sunday um so i have to go do this birthday party uh it's not on the calendar so it's not happening she's like oh no i forgot so from then on she hadn't missed the date in that calendar (laughs) i love that because for me in my brain everything needs to be on a calendar too if it's not written down it's not gonna happen and so I can imagine like with everything she has going on you have going on and then dad has going on especially because you're military too so that's a whole entire thing that we didn't even get to talk about but my next question for you Miss Mia Friday is where do you see yourself in 10 years in 10 years I see myself wrestling and probably wrestling and in 10 years I'll be I'll be 26 right yeah in 10 years I'll be 26 so hopefully I have a degree like, like, like I said before I never really think about like like seeing me as an adult I just see me wrestling in the future that's really that's all my on my mind all the time but I just see myself hopefully being successful hopefully not broke managing my money right so just they're doing everything right you have about five dogs five yeah about five dogs (laughs) that is gonna be a busy loud barking house but hey I'm here for it I am here for it and then my final question to you Miss Mia and Miss Mia Friday is what do you want to be remembered for or what do you want your legacy to be I just want my legacy to be I want my legacy to be that I inspired little girls to chase their dreams early that I like inspired girls that they can be whatever they want to be no matter like how weird it may seem or how unordinary it is that you can just do it because that's what you love you know and I just want to be remembered for like I want to um in some form or fashion I just want to change the way people view women in professional wrestling if 
but all I want to do is just at least like I want to open like I said before about like opening up those doors and like making way for like a new era I want to do that just in some form I want to make something exist for women in professional wrestling that didn't exist before I love that and then Mama Friday and Daddy David question for you what's the one thing you want to leave like your legacy for Mia I want to leave for you Mia um you know my husband and I we talk about how you know we didn't we didn't have a lot to start with and so if we could just give her anything to help her to help her a foundation you know whether that be something intellectual or even monetary um just something you know you see wealthy people do it all the time they leave their kids stuff and so why 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 not build that generational wealth you know or just just that better being so that even after that her kids are great and then her grandkids are great i i think that's the the, the thing for me to have that long-lasting effect that where it just doesn't stop with mia that it goes beyond her yeah i guess my thing is that in our last you know thing we're leaving is that you know we were we were good parents you know something we, we equipped her with all the knowledge and information she needs in order to be successful going into adulthood just to help prepare you know you necessarily need to be financial you know whatever it could be just just with knowledge and experience and lessons learned seeing people around us you know kind of doing the stuff that they do just you know you learn what what to do and what not to do and so just just helping her be successful in life we don't want her you know the, i mean a lot of people you know get into adulthood not having that kind of guidance you know kind of thing and, and they just they go into life with say bad credit from the start or whatever you know kind of thing they just never really had that good platform whatever but we always want to be there for her, so i'll say also awesome just being good parents i love that and it sounds like you both have instilled her it within her her self-love self-belief and self-worth where she is this amazing young lady and with that a word from our sponsor hey beautifuls this message is brought to you by the grass is greener on the other side where we help women who have anger sadness and shame from being cheated on learn how to heal and take their power back so they can regain confidence restore their peace and attract the life of their dreams we can be found on ig at brianna underscore latrice that's spelled b-r-i-a-i-n-a underscore l-a-t-r-i-c-e and for all of the Where's My Blueprint podcast listeners, we're offering free 15-minute discovery calls. So if you're ready to regain and restore that self-love, self-worth, and self-belief back in yourself, shoot me a DM for a free discovery call today. Because my motto is, honey, leave that cheater and find your peace. If you're interested in joining my new course, Rejection is Redirection, using your past as a reference, not a residence, you can email me at a fair recovery code at gmail.com or you can shoot me a dm at brianna underscore latrice see you on the call i love the kiss <laughs> um and so with that we do we have a segment that we're going to transition into which is called moments of melanation moments of melanation moments of melanation is where we highlight a black person doing their thing today for moments of melanation we are highlighting Miss Mia Friday. So <laughs> we believe in giving people their flowers when they are alive so they can receive it. And so today we are honored. We give all the flowers and the hand claps and praises and listeners, you know, I love, love, love a confident woman doing their thing. So today, Miss Mia Friday, we celebrate you. And with that, as you already heard the, our conversation with her, Miss Mama Friday and Daddy David. So my question for y'all are what are some 
some of the things you want to highlight about your amazing daughter? Man, there's so many. Um, I would say that she's brilliant. And I'm not just talking about like mediocre. She's brilliant. She, she, I don't think people realize how, how intelligent she is. Um, and then I would say her her passion for wrestling, um, and not just for self-game, but her passion that she wants to inspire others. And I've even heard her mention that she wants to eventually even open up a training school for just female. And so I think um her 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 work that she's doing with wrestling and I'm just excited to see where she's going. That's all I would say that. Yeah, I guess you know with me is that you know even though she she thinks she's grown, she's doing all these grown up things and making money, you know, for the brand, you know, and everything, but she's still a little girl, you know, still at heart. Like she'll still come and get in the bed with us, you know, kind of thing and watch TV, you know, kind of thing. Or she'll just come just do a random cartwheel in front of the TV while I'm watching like for no reason, whatever kind of thing, whatever. So I just uh I like her. I don't know what the exact words would be, but one line is that you know you can tell that she's still a little girl that loves her parents, you know, kind of thing. So you're a good daughter. He's such a daddy's daughter. <laughs> girl dads are truly special. They really are. Mia Friday, I would like to honor you because here on the Where's My Blueprint podcast, we love when women help women. And although you're a young woman, we love that you are trying to pave the way for the other young women and little girls coming after you, trying to change a sport that is predominantly male-centered and painted with all of the flourish that only a woman can and a young woman can. So I love that you are doing that. I love that you are focused on not just you, but for other people. And that's beautiful to do at your young age. So yay, kudos to you. Thank you. And then I will end us with, I love just hearing from you of like what your family said earlier of like your work ethic, your amazing business skills that you don't realize you have, but you actually got your networking skills, which is to me, like if you can network, you will go anywhere in life because that is a, that is a skill they don't teach us, um, specifically people of color, but you got this and you're doing it and I'm loving it. I love that you're crossing these boundaries. You're a trailblazer. And on top of that, you're a top student, but all in all, I love that with all of this, you are still family oriented. You still are a little, not a little kid, but you still have that childlike beard, which is something I would love to tell you, don't ever lose. Like even when you get older, keep that little kid in there. But also like, even when I see you in the ring, I'm like, oh man, she has literally transformed. Like this girl is good. And then I think of like, oh no, they're hurting her. What is, no. So I had to, I had the mama moment too of like, oh no, is she okay? Did she go like, oh. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are so amazing. And you keep paving the way you keep being that trailblazer okay thank you (laughs) you are welcome and before we end everyone you know we end every single episode with an affirmation and today's affirmation is coming from the one and only Mia Friday my quote is be so good that they can't ignore you and if they do just do it for you because if you have this goal and if you're not really sure if it can happen if you just keep working hard like it it will it will come true you know like and, and it will happen as long as you just stay to it and like even if like you, you don't end up like like a huge star or like becoming super famous just like remember that like you're doing it for yourself you know not not everything is always about pleasing other people it's just doing it so that you can have like that gratification of saying like yeah I did that you are wise beyond your years and I am here for it because that was beautiful but before we end can you tell all of our listeners where to find you follow you and watch your shows or wa- watch your matches yeah you can watch my 
matches on my YouTube channel. I have a YouTube channel called Mia Friday. My Instagram and my Twitter are It's Mia Friday. And then I also have a Facebook page. So yeah, y'all can just go support me on all those platforms and I would really appreciate it. Yay. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Listeners, you can find this episode of the podcast on Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcasts, Red Circle, Radio Public. You can also check out the blog post at where'smyblueprintpod.com. And with that, we're going to say we're over and out. Bye. Bye.